don't do it. God damn it. <laughs> Every week. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and whatever shit Taco Bell subjects us to this week. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hi. Brad Polly. Hey, buddy. And together we are the Inglorious Bastards. My voice is shot, if you can't tell. Michael's been smoking 12 packs a day for the last week and a half. I, I, I'm like literally screaming right now to get this out. <laughs> Announcement. You should have um, used the robo voice this week. Why yeah, did you I use the robo voice I didn't, last week? I couldn't foresee that my voice would go out. <laughs> You're no Jedi then. Yes. Um, the announcement, I was on Not Your Pastor's Podcast <laughs> Pulpit Series. So go check it out, Not Your Pastor's Podcast. <laughs> I'm on there. You can listen to Brad's old one too. Oh, man. So, what's up? Hey. How's it going? Oh, nothing. Just listening to your scraped up vocal cords working. Yep. Just, uh, so after I had stomach May- flu. Macy Gray called. She wants her voice back. <laughs> I try to say goodbye and I choke. Try to walk away and I stumble. Try to hide it. It's true. My world crumbles when you are not near. I can actually do that. He's reaching it. like Tom Waits levels yeah, at this point. Um. Uh, but my goal is by the end of this podcast not to be able to talk at Mike, all. Michael is big in Japan. Just a bunch of puffs. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else I was going to say. I don't know. That's our hashtag, though. Michael's big in Japan. <laughs> he wouldn't Tom, know that He reference. wouldn't get that reference now. Yeah. You know my favorite Tom Petty song is? I didn't say Tom Petty. I said Tom no, Waits. Tom Waits. Totally different Same guy. guy. No, Same guy. literally no. isn't. Same guy. Not even close. All right. Is this your favorite Tom Petty song? This is it. <laughs> What are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some cough syrup. You definitely need some fluids, buddy. (laughs) This is my first beer in two weeks. You, you definitely need some fluids, like honey and lemon juice and ginger. Is is honey a fluid? Yeah, ish. Let's call it a fluid. Mm, Sure. I like it when it goes down my throat. <laughs> God, I'm really, I'm actually hoping his voice dies. Like I'm really, like in the next like five minutes, I'm really hoping his voice oh, dies. Man. Um, we're drinking. Uh, That's for you, Hesperidium. No, you're drinking it. Yeah. I poured it down the drain because it's fucking garbage. Uh, by St. John Malt Brothers. God, it's terrible. This is, is the second beer I've had from these guys, and they it, the last one was garbage too. They're terrible. It's in St. John, Indiana. It kind of sucks. It's really not. It's boring. Good. It's it is really boring. super boring. Yeah, it's a, like you read the description, you're like that sounds really good. Yeah, it's like an IP. Is it an IPA? Like an IPA mm-hmm. with, uh, with Hesperidium. It's a fruit with section pulp inside a separate separable rind. I'll e. show G, you a, a fruit, fruit with section pulp. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, it's garbage. Don't it's, buy yeah, it. Yeah, don't buy it. Save your money. Yeah. I would buy a six pack of Budweiser before I would yeah, buy that again. Would it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Really, really bad. Have we yeah. got any King Cobra or Colt Forty Five <laughs> or anything? Lando Still beer? haven't found Colt Forty Five. You can't I look for it. It doesn't exist. I look every time I go to a gas station. I look for it, and Man. you can't find it. Come on, <laughs> why, Billy why D. Would you Lando, Lando beer doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Freaking Billy D. Williams. Hey, I wonder if um. Child, 
Childish Gambino would pull out a remix of oh, Cole Porty. See, if they were smart, yeah, they would. They would. Yeah. Although, does Childish Gambino, does he really want to like latch himself on a eh, Cole 45? It's like an iconic commercial, though. Yeah. I he, would. Uh, Childish Gambino is retiring. Huh? No more. No, like he's not going to put out any he's more music. He's put out like three albums. He's retired from. He's retired. <laughs> I wish I had the money to put out three albums again. Ah, eh, fuck it, I'm done. I guess, said, I guess I'll act now. Yeah, he said what he's doing with Atlanta is what he would do with the music. So Atlanta's pretty good. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm-mm. It's pretty good. It's on. Uh, I don't even know what channel. FX. How do you maybe? have time to watch all these fucking shows? Yeah, seriously. I was do you not have like children. I know, but like this is like I don't know how. How in God's name do you have time to I follow? I literally have like an hour an evening after the kids yeah. go to bed to watch what I want. An hour. Yeah. And I spend a half hour of that jerking off and the other half hour reading. Like <laughs> I don't have time. At Polly named Matt. <laughs> at Polly For those of you that can't tell our names, our voices <laughs> apart. Um, this round that is... That is Matt that spends half the night cranking his That's dog. Matt at Brandon Andrus <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> go oh, ahead and oh, add gosh. him. Uh, this round is on the Bastards Pub. Yeah, if thanks. The beer sucks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Shit beer. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash Bastards Podcast. Um, we offer exclusive episodes of the Bastards Can Pub Crawl. Get him a voice filter. Talk. Um, Hi, I'm Andy Moore. <laughs> at, any, at any level, you can access the Bastards Pub. Uh, it's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. <laughs> I can whisper in my uh, We are we are drinking other things, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm drinking uh, Michter's Rye. Michter, dang Gilder. It's God, it's good. If you can, it, and at forty five dollars, this is mm-hmm. a steal. I'm sorry, I know that for a lot of people, that sounds like a lot, but for for a good that rye whiskey, is insane. Yeah. It's it's so good. Yep, so so good. Buy it. Yep. Everything that Michter's makes, buy it. Yep. And then I'm having the uh, Bunahaben 12 year. Yes, I, like I can literally scotch. hear your your spinner. Over okay, there. sorry. That's what that was. I was yeah. like, what the hell is that? Like, noise? Like a, a Matt has a fidget spinner because he's five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this it's a really good Islay. It's not overly smoky. They don't it's overly really smoke good. it. Yeah, and it's good. It's not overly smoky. Yep. Your so it's it's a really good one. It's really good. Yep. Things discussed in the pub this in this. Lots of turd meetups. Like, <laughs> that's oh, something I could like see. A dozen. Tom, that's something I could see Tom Waits. That was more. That's uh, like Louis Armstrong. Armstrong. That was yeah. a little bit. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of carrot crossover there. Yeah. yeah. Really? You never listen to Tom Waits? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free falling? No, no. Not Tom Petty, you dipshit. You're welcome. I see trees. <laughs> Batman Tom Petty. Red roses too. <laughs> That's Michael singing it right now. What a wonderful world. <laughs> sounds um, like sounds like a seven year old asthmatic grandmother. Yeah. Um He's like Piggy from Lord of the Flies. <laughs> is that what he sounds like? Sucks to your ass, Mar buddy. Like four people are going to get that reference. <laughs> I did. I barely got it, and I've read the book. <laughs> anyway, lots of turd meetups in the pub. Becky's been busy. Well, not only Becky, like. Uh, Becky's been making the rounds. Moncton and RJ Pat uh-huh. got together. Yes, they did. Um, uh, yeah, Becky's been a lot, in a lot of places. There was a Montana yeah. meetup. There was you a Montana with, meetup. Uh, yeah. With Justin Avery. Mm-hmm. We had them over for dinner last night. Um, How freaking weird is it that we have enough people in Montana that can meet up, <laughs> that can get like, together? What? Like Montana? And fill a table. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, we also talked about not calling women girls. Oh, God. It's not even that. It's saying just calling a girl. Hey, girl. 
Yeah, don't fucking do that. Or hey, girl, hey woman. Don't do hey woman either. That's don't say the wife when you're talking about your wife. God. The somebody ball. somebody close to us says that and it drives me crazy yeah. every single time. I just call her the the my lover. Oh, yeah. My lover. Stop it. Yeah, don't do that. Pineapple. It's just creepy. Pineapple. Yeah, pineapple, 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 pineapple. My lady lover. Pineapple. pineapple. Uh, um we also talked about Twitter trolls. Yeah. <laughs> of which we have we, we have, have one. We have one. Hi, well, buddy. Well, we did. It's official. Yeah, he's still listening. Yeah. He's he, hate listening. He's He's got a rage boner right now. He's yeah. jerking off to us. <laughs> oh, I man. hate these guys so good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh. Please stop. Jeez. Uh, we'd also talked you about. You're the grossest person I know. <laughs> we also talked about um, solar panels. Yeah. They're expensive. I'd like to get them. I would too. Yeah. Expensive. I have the scratch for that. Yeah. I think they're awesome. <clears throat> um, and then also my question from last week of do we need Jesus? There was a conversation about that too. Yeah. So spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do for sure. <laughs> for Did sure. you guys know we were a cult? I heard about it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cult. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that you, yeah. I go, go and look up the definition of a cult. We yeah, fit I, literally none of that. But yeah. all right. Sure. However, however, uh, Twitter troll did fit every definition <laughs> of a cult leader. So stop it. Jeez, the drinking the Kool Aid. The drinking the Kool Aid. All right. Like a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, God, the drinking the Kool Aid. That's more the um, Marilyn Manson. That's oh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. yeah, same thing. All right, here we go. My God, that's loud. It's Every loud. week it's loud in our headphones. It's loud in the car. Too. Yeah, it is. But by all means, don't turn it down. I turned it down a little bit. Oh, did you? Yeah, what do we got? Um, we talked about these a couple weeks ago. The uh, Firework Oreo. Oh, yeah, with the Pop Rocks. Yeah, popping candy in them. God, I yeah. love Pop Rocks. Do you know yeah. what I call these? The Katy Perry Oreo. That's great, Michael. <laughs> I guess it's a very important Firework. <laughs> Come on, watch me twerk. That's, no, that's the think, word, right? Don't, don't ever is. twerk in front of me, ever. Again? Are we ready? Oh, five Katy Perry's? Let's rate yeah, five yeah, Katy yeah. Perry's. Get out of the fucking microphone, Michael. I'd do it. God. I get nothing. That tasted like an Oreo. Tastes like an Oreo. It's got oh, some, wait. Oh, there it is. Is it? I got nothing. Yeah. A little We're bit. We're sticking our tongues out. Of the well, that's uh, that's highly overrated. Yeah, that's uh, like there's a little bit of pop there, and I have a guy. I like pop rocks. Yeah, I can hear it. I got nothing, man. Like huh. there it is. Well, that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, those are. I mean, hey, Lenny. Fireworks still like a, good. I'll give him like a three. It's basically just double stuff. Just an Oreo. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it a four. Really? Really? I mean, Oreos are pretty damn good. Give me a glass of milk and it's a five. <laughs> hey, Lenny, get Michael a glass of milk. No, Lenny. <laughs> you need it. Well, it's probably a bad idea for your uh, voice. Yeah, I mean, I want to drink some milk. Yeah, we don't want to th- thicken that up too much. <laughs> no, th- I do get There's a little bit of pop. A little it's bit. Kinda weird. It's kind of weird. Kind of not what I was hoping It's pretty for. weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'd give it a three. I'm trying to really find. It's basically a double stuff. Just take those up to your room and slay them as you do. Yeah, I have. 
So, so I get home the other night. I bring throw me, like throw me one more of those just because I like I got that stuff. I got like three or four cans of Pringles just for snacks. And I came home and I said, "Don't eat all these Pringles." The very night, what did you do? Ate the entire can of jalapeno Pringles that I bought to have. The entire those are, can. Those are great in one sitting. Gosh, you know what my wife would say to that? Like a big dumb animal. My wife would say, "You have kids now. Get used to it. They eat food." Yeah, he eats all of our food. Yeah, I have to buy like twelve cans of Pringles, so I get three. Yeah. Anyway, all right, move on. Can you just eat three Pringles? No, three cans of Pringles. Oh, so now you're just left with three cans. Yeah. Oh, poor buddy. Just move on. Yeah, oh, I still have man. popping candy in my mouth. Yeah, like every once in a while I get something. It's not what I was thinking was going to. be I that. thought it would be a little more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, they're fine. It's, it's an Oreo. It's a, du- it's, it's, it's a double stuff Oreo. If you like double stuff Oreos, just buy them. Mm-hmm. It's a gimmick to get you to buy Oreos. Yeah. Somehow that beer's worse with the Oreos. Yeah. Well, it's pretty yeah, awful. That beer is really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. My foam on my beer is like solid. <laughs> it's like sitting on there. It's like a one of those things in the ocean, the big foam things. You ever seen them? Oh, yeah. It's like pollution, isn't it? Yeah. It's like pollution. (laughs) Michael's beer pollution. Yeah. This this beer is beer pollution. All right. Let's go into the news feed. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the news feed. Every once in a while, I just really key in on the baseline on that, and it makes me laugh Mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, uh, let me get this up real quick. That's what she said. That's what she said. <clears throat> uh, some, here's the headline. <laughs> stop, please stop. Jeez, my God, please stop. Hey guys, I have 69 Twitter notifications. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> here's the headline: Some dick destroyed Norway's <laughs> beloved troll penis rock. Oh man! I saw this. <laughs> So here's a picture of the rock before and after. It kind of looks like a penis. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It is a giant uh, rock prong that uh, <laughs> now doesn't exist. Uh, Norwegian citizens are about to. This one says Norwegian citizens are about to go <coughs> Liam Neeson and Taken on the shameless vandal who desecrated one of their most beloved natural monuments, a troll dick. <laughs> So they actually call this troll picking, which loosely translates to troll dick. Yeah. We had one of those on our Twitter feed. No, he was just a regular picking. He wasn't a troll picking, just a regular picking. Had been drilled into and hacked off. So some idiot like drilled. Yeah. Sounds painful to me. It sure does. Um, (laughs) Lenny's enjoying this. So people are trying to repair it. It's a rock. I mean, how do you well, repair super. a rock? So they've, according to AP, by Sunday, 500 people have donated nearly 90,000 Norwegian kroner, <coughs> which is around 10,000. It's around $3. Which is around 10,000 US dollars. That's a shit ton in of order to re- glue. In order to repair the castrated peen. <laughs> um, you know what they say. But if found, the culprit could face up to six years in prison. You get six years in prison for... Like cutting off a troll penis. Well, he's gonna go to prison and find some more penis. You there. know what they so, say? Once you go troll, I, I feel like that's Norwegian, how you roll. I feel like Norwegian prisoners at least would ask first. <laughs> I don't feel like they'd be quite as uh, anal rapey. That was a good joke. 
You missed it. it. What'd you say? Once you go troll, that's how you roll. Hmm. Mm. Really glad you repeated that. Norwegian <laughs> activists. Really worth our time. Norwegian <laughs> activists hope to raise the equivalent of thirty thousand U.S. dollars in order to repair tro- troll picking. <laughs> Freaking love the name of that. <laughs> Repairing it should only take about an hour with helicopters. How, I don't I know. It that, doesn't say like how like they gorilla glue or duct tape. If you can't fix it, duck it. There's a contractor that he's. This is his exact quote. We have the Viagra it takes. <laughs> contractor wow. Sver Garbestad told uh, news outlet TV two. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. That's all you got. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, how do you chop uh, top uh, troll picking? You don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. Uh, Brad's I've got, brother. I've got. Uh, <laughs> I've got two. That's a Brad Pickens joke. <laughs> I've got two two good stories actually. Um, from uh, it's both from Good News Network. Or no, one's from Good News Network. One's from uh, uh, BuzzFeed. I got a story for you that's really good. It's called the Bible. Gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you get a pick. Which one? Pick a gospel, any gospel. Just, Bam. I'm just going to let him go. Just let him go. Here comes the old leg. Just let him dig his, dig his hole and try to find a way out. <laughs> Y'all heard the good news? <laughs> he's he's going to keep talking until yeah, he, he finds a way out. He of is. Go ahead. That's all I got. Okay, good. That's <laughs> great. You have to answer the questions. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, my computer's really slow. Okay, uh, jail inmates rush to save fallen officer rather than escaping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, this is in um, Polk County, Georgia. Uh, the inmates of Polk County Jail in Georgia, there's six of them, were working outside during a particularly humid morning. Well, it's Georgia. Every morning's humid in Georgia. Uh, when their security officer, who has not to be not to be identified, collapsed unconscious. At that point, the prison... Who has not to be identified. I think that's funny. Yeah. Uh, don't really want you to know my name. Yeah. At that don't point. Really say my name. <laughs> at that point, the prisoners could have taken the van and his gun and sped away, but instead they were concerned about the man's health. Inmates rushed over to the fallen officer, <clears throat> found that he wasn't breathing. The convicts then removed his gun belt and bulletproof vest so they could perform CPR while one of them called, uh, used the officer's phone to dial 911. Uh, by the time the emergency medical personnel arrived to help, the guard had started breathing again. Uh, all by laboriously, he was struggling to breathe, but he was breathing again. Um, officer was taken to the hospital where he's been recovering from the incident. Uh, family members of the fallen policemen bought lunch and dessert for the six men as a thank you for their kindness. Additionally, <clears throat> Polk County Sheriff Johnny Motes, that's a very sheriff name. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Said, Johnny Motes. Johnny <laughs> Motes. <laughs> it's actually John Motes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a call, a call back yeah, to a is. family guy joke. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, he said that they would be shortening the jail sentences of the six men by 25%. Wow. So, hmm. I don't know if that's a, how that would work with a life sentence. If those were life sentences or if <laughs> yeah, they were. I doubt it. I'm guessing they were. I'm guessing if you're in a county prison. It's probably county, county jail, jail and you're yeah. working outside the walls. Yeah, probably Probably not. not yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, the inmates, however, believed that it was simply, they were simply doing the right thing. Uh, when that happened, in my opinion, it wasn't about who was in jail and who wasn't. One of the guys said, it's about a man going down and we had to help him. Nice. So, I, there was another video that made the rounds. Yeah, I back. saw that a few years ago, in a couple it, years ago. They, they let themselves out of the jail yeah, cell somehow, like somehow, and, mm-hmm, and rescued. And yeah, rescue good guy. They made mo- like there was a camera you can watching. See him like they, freaking out behind because the, they saw the guy collapse yeah. or whatever, and they saved his life too. Yeah. So, and then hey, the, not all convicts are shitheads. I know. There you go. God. They actually are human. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, there are th- 
in Alberta, in Lethbridge, Alberta. That's They're, in Canada. It is. Canada. Can I, I'm going to Canada. Are you? In July. Oh, yeah, yeah. you are. That's right. Do you have your yeah. passport, buddy? I do. Okay. Uh, if you're smart, you'll stay up there. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> because apparently there aren't just shitheads in America, they are in Canada too, um, people were vandalizing uh, the city's pride crosswalks. Hmm. They had crosswalks that were rainbow yeah. flags. <laughs> people were vandalizing them, of course. It sounds because, like something that would happen in Indiana. Um, they were throwing like paint on them, uh, intentionally damaging <laughs> them with skid marks, like that kind of thing. Uh, they threw black paint on it. Um, police initially believed that the the mixture was a it was a mixture of tar and manure, but it was just ended up just being paint, thankfully, which is still bad, but it's yeah. better than shit and tar. Anyway, um, a bunch of guys. Um, Anyway, there's a Calgary-based blogger, Mike Morrison, was in Lethbridge the night before Pride when he saw four guys sitting on the sidewalk in lawn chairs. <clears throat> in, my, in my head, I thought they're either there for a really good reason or a really bad reason. Uh, I went over and asked what they were doing. They said, oh, these were vandalized this week, so we're just going to spend the night watching it. They said they just wanted to make sure everyone had a great Pride. Um, and the guy said, then I just started bawling. Um, I think these guys were athletes. Huh. Um, yeah, one guy was a shot putter. Oh, God, so you don't mess with that guy. Yeah. Um, wow. Probably large. He said they, they felt a sense of obligation to guard the crosswalks from any further damage the night before the Pride Parade. Um, if us sitting here overnight is a bit of a deterrent, then it's the least we can do, I guess. He said, hopefully everybody will have a really happy Pride Day. Um, but they were all, they're all athletes of some kind. But they, you know, they just sit there all night in their lawn chairs That's and watch. Awesome. Yeah, isn't that cool? So Very there's, cool. There's good people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff happening still. So. All right. So Go ahead and run it for us. We got... Um, <laughs> We just had an Oreo that tasted like something. How about something that tastes like an Oreo? Okay. Oreo coming this Christmas. Oreo candy canes. Mm. So it's a chocolate candy cane? It's a Oreo cookies and, cookies cream. and cream flavored yeah, candy cane. That's probably all right because I freaking hate candy canes. So. Yeah, I do too. Mm. I just can't do it. Yep. Yeah, I... I I'll, that sounds like a I'd fat... Try it. That sounds, sounds like, like a, a future fat bastard. Fat bastards. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For sure. So you guys know about the Wienermobile, right? Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. I, I have too. Yeah. Um, so they've added another thing. That's what they call my car. Is it? I feel like it's not. Because there's a dick inside? <laughs> see? You set it up. You swing for the fences. You see right, what I did there? There we go. Yeah. Um, anyway. That's how, that's how comedy works, people. So they got the uh, the Wienermobile, and they got like a Wiener. Like Mini Cooper, and then a Wiener. I kind of like see a Mini Cooper Wiener Vespa, um, and then like a I don't know what that is. Like is a Vespa, just a guy shaped like a dick riding a. It's motor like scooter? a Vespa with like a Wiener on the side. It's a cocktail. It's a cocktail sausage. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But most importantly, they've added a new um, thing. It's a phallic flying drone. So, <laughs> and it can deliver you a Wiener. Oh my God! Oscar Mayer can deliver their wiener right to you. I need a dick-shaped drone, man. Man, who doesn't? Yeah. It is the. <laughs> we-, we need to get Fife on that. Yeah. Fife needs a dick-shaped. Yes. He flies drones. He needs a dick-shaped yeah. drone. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, Let's put that on our Patreon. By Todd Fife, a yes. dick-shaped drone. Yeah, and it ca- and there's buns too. <laughs> there's a dick-shaped drone in all of us. <laughs> So, um, first there was uh, <laughs> joint Facebook groups. Oh God! Uh, is this Facebook your rant? This is I'm the so rant. terrified. Shit. Second, there was leggings and yoga pants. 
Yeah, that went well. How'd that go for you? It didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> That's people, why it's, it's been so long since I've had a rant. People kept tagging the shit out of you, and you got mad finally. Yeah. Um, Michael was hashtag mad on the internet. Yeah, I, I flipped many people off. And I'll, I will do it again if you tag me in shit. Well, um, you know that. And yet he's going to rant anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sure this will be just as significant and uh, earth-shattering as the no, first two. I mean, I think on some level, we, you can all agree with me on this. Okay. I am tired of... Personality quizzes. I'm tired of the Myers Briggs. I'm tired of the Enneagram. Tired of it. This is going to be the hit. Well, we just lost half of our pastor's supporters. Well, I'm, it, when it comes to the Enneagram, I say that I'm a Jedi with an X wing or <laughs> a duck with a dark wing, one or the other. But here, the, here's, the, here's my problem. Wait, wait. The opinions of Michael Basing do not reflect <laughs> those of the glorious pastors. They I've, are his own. I've talked to you guys outside of this podcast. I know how you feel about it. I'm okay. However, we're smart enough not let, to say it on let air. Let me finish. Let me finish my th- okay. why I can't stand it. Okay. Because I feel like people use it as a crutch to be an asshole. Well, my sevenness is showing, so I got to do whatever the fuck I want and still get to be a, a shitty human being. I'll say this. I think it. I think some people can do that. I'm not saying all people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think people say, I use think. it as a crutch to do whatever the well, fuck it's they like, want. Well, it's like it, it just everybody me. that's listening. Here's the thing. No, it reminds me of um, back in like the mid late '90s, early 2000s, in churches, mm-hmm. the, the spiritual gift inventories yeah. were so huge. Like, take yeah. those. And what it did was what <laughs> it ended up having the opposite effect for a lot of churches. Um, in that people saw their spiritual gifts and they're like, well, I can't do that. I'm I not, can't that's not do my that. Gift. That's not my spiritual gift. Yeah. So they just decided they just weren't going to do a damn thing to help anybody if it was yep. outside yeah. of their spiritual gift. So I think a lot of times these things, I, for, I will say in all honesty, for a while I got really annoyed with it and I've softened on that because I, here's what I think. I think it's kind of exciting to see people discover, discover yes. who they really yes. are. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing because I think, but they all, it, just like anything else, it has to be used properly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like Richard Rohr's uh, Enneagram book is because it focuses almost, it's on the negatives so much of your, of your Enneagram number. Yeah. Like he calls, yeah. they, they calls it the root sin of yeah. each Enneagram number. And I think that's really a really important approach because it shows you this is your pitfall. Yeah. And so what that does is, is you say, oh, this is my pitfall. So I try to be better and try to take care of that. And then you, so you can easily move to the healthier, num- like your healthier the trouble version is, of yourself. So many times I see people saying, well, I'm a, I'm a nine, so I get to do and say whatever the fuck I want. And it's not beneficial. Yeah, I it's, think They don't use it for growth. They use it as a crutch to do whatever the hell they want yeah, and say I, whatever I think, they want. I think it can be used. For, it's like anything else. It's I mean, any, it can yeah. be used. It can be used well and it can be used terribly. Um, you mean they're going to blow shit at you for I, this? And, and I don't have a problem with the Enneagram or the Myers. <laughs> no, I get it. I know. I know. I, know I think it's a good yeah, tool. I totally get it. But I think people like any tool, it, like they anything, can use it, it anyway. It can be abused. It, it, it's, it is simply a tool. It's not the end all be all of who you are and who you're supposed to be. But I think, I think the, the focus has to be on what's the healthiest version of this number. Yeah. Like I'm a five wing six. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out what is the healthiest version that look like and what do I need to do to get to that? Yeah. If you're using the Enneagram to explain why you're an asshole, that's a problem. You're not doing it, it is, right. It is. That's, that's a huge problem. But yeah. I don't know if, that I've really seen anybody do that that I've noticed, but maybe. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Um, 
Also, my Enneagram number is six, 69. That's what it is. That's You're great. a six wing nine. Uh, <laughs> yep. I got it. Uh, oh, God. You, you've, you've had that one in the, that bullet in the chamber. No, for I a just while. thought of it while we were sitting here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh God! Well, that's going to be a if you if you wanted to join the enneagram discussion that's inevitably about to happen on the pub. Yeah, I don't have any problem with the enneagram. I just hate how people use it. It's like it's like anything. It's like anything. Else. anything can be abused. I anything mean, can be abused. And I, I don't like people, I said. I haven't take, really noticed people abusing it so much. I mean, people people take the Bible right? and they abuse the shit out of that. It's the, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. I mean, take those things and use them to help yourself grow. I mean, yeah, like doing, I said, people abused spiritual gift inventory. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you know. I mean, we were on ministry. How many times have we faced that? Oh, I can't. I'm not. Hey, not you want to really help with the youth? Well, it's not really where I'm gifted. Why don't fucking care? I just need like, a body. I need, a, I need a, somebody with a pulse I'm sorry, to make you... sure these kids aren't fucking in the bathroom <laughs> during youth group. That's what I need. I don't care what your spiritual gift yeah. is. Just be <laughs> Oh, my God. Jeez. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, shit. Well, I just saw Michael's vinegar strokes. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's at MJ Basinger. I didn't even get it in. Oh my god! <laughs> that is at Polly named Brad. We are not. That is not going to be the fucking hashtag for this episode. You understand me? You can erase it right now. That is not happening. Oh my god! Oh boy! Uh, do you want me to do another one to redeem myself or not? Yes, please. <laughs> All right, Florida woman. Um, she was driving while praying. Oh, this was in the pub yeah. this week. Yeah, with her eyes closed, <laughs> crashed into a house. Okay, spoiler alert. You don't have to pray with your eyes closed. No, it's not a requirement. No, not fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> Why do we have to tell you to not close your eyes while you're driving? <laughs> because Why is that a thing? It's another one of those they're ingrained feel, Christian culture spirit, things. Bro. It's one of those ingrained Christian culture things. Ingrained for not, Jesus. If you're Chris driving, Tomlin got him in the spirit. And now David Crowder's finishing him off. <laughs> What did he say? I missed that. What did you say? Don't worry about it. (laughs) I said. No, just never mind. I don't give a shit. Never mind. Just fuck you. I don't care. See, here's what I said. No. I said, Chris Tomlin got him in the spirit. David Crowder finished him off. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad you repeated that. All right. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so don't funny. don't close your eyes. God, yeah, why we, I, it is 2017. I pray while I'm driving to, all the time. I have an Orthodox prayer rope. At no point did I go. Maybe I should close not my eyes. To close your eyes while you're fucking she, driving. I know. Jesus, take the wheel. Why yeah, does she have a license, li- dude? This is Trump's America. You know we're the dumbest country on the face no, of the earth. There's, but no, there are different are kinds the, of no, dumb. Like, no, there aren't different. It, dumb is dumb. Oh, man, I don't know. That's. Let's just move on. You want to know how old she is? I, does it matter? No. No. I'm guessing in her inner 70s. 28. Wow. Seriously? Yep. Okay. See, I would have put that by somebody with like early onset dementia or yep. something. Th- like, that's a different issue. Yeah, that's, that's, right. I mean, she, somebody with dementia probably shouldn't have a license either. Right. That's a whole different. Yeah. 28. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. 28. 
That's really something. Yeah, I uh, I got nothing else. That's <laughs> reckless driving and property damage. Well, well you think you, you ran into a fucking house? So yeah, yeah she's being. I bet she's being persecuted though. I bet that's the narrative. I'm yeah. being persecuted. Oh, there's somebody. Yeah. You know it. There's, she went there's back a, to her church that Sunday, and there's oh, sister, what's her face circle. was was praying, and she's being persecuted for her faith because she fucking crashed a car into a house this for, is for Jesus. There, there's a meme, there's going to be a meme on Facebook coming how the government's persecuting her and charging her with this because she was praying. This is what happens when uh, you let Jesus take the wheel. Okay, that's... Yes. Okay. That's, that, is, that is well done. I'm, I'm impressed with that. You're welcome. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Are you telling the story now or hold on, after hold the on. song? After the, after the you, you deserve those applause. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yeah, right. we go to the interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, you gotta do it again now because you fucking ruined it. <laughs> going to be heavy use of that skip button at some point for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's so gross. Oh. You were just the worst person ever. Go on, tell your story. No, I'm not. It's after the interview. Oh, after the interview. I'm, oh, shit. Michael, are you going to introduce our guest? Or? In that case, uh, we're getting ready to interview uh, Sean Ware. You almost, you almost said it. You almost, said it. You almost it fucked it up you again, did. didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sean. So, uh, Sean Ware is a Florida native. Florida he's man. Florida man. He Sean is, Ware. He is Florida man. Um, and then we're gonna just going to kind of talk about his story. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yep. Third time's a charm here. All right, here we go. <laughs> Seriously, are you really going to play it again? Yeah, why not? Hello. We have with us Sean Ware. The great, magnificent uh, turd. The, yes. mighty, the mighty Shan. The, the, the mighty Shan. The Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> He's here. Sean. I've used a nickname, so I'm good. Yes, <laughs> you're loaded on nicknames now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Um, oh, thanks for letting me here. Yeah, we're super pumped to have you. Um, as you can tell, my voice is, is crap right now, so I apologize. Um, I sound like a... Uh, male version Miley Cyrus. <laughs> He's that been smoking too a much. A little bit, actually. Well, yeah. I think we have a hashtag. For I you, came man. in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, what did he say he was? Um, what? A male version. Male Miley. version Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I think so. Um, so tell us, tell us your story. Who is Sean Ware, the man, the myth, the legend? I mean, I'm pretty. Pretty much just a regular guy. I mean, I'm a, a mixed race guy. I've lived in Florida pretty much all my life. Um, raised evangelical, like a lot of people. Um, We're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, starting to excise that a bit from my from my uh, from my life, but you know, it's one of those things that <laughs> we all uh, we all have to live with. It's our I don't even know what to use, what, what euphemism to it's use for part, that. Yeah, part of our... It's uh, our baggage we carry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how often do you go to Disney World? Um, I haven't been in probably two or three years. Um, I need to 
redo my uh, my passes. So when when I have them, I would go every weekend. <laughs> so. Disney World or Universal Studios? Well, I have a young child, so it's Disney World. When she's tall enough, I would probably go to Universal a little bit more, but yeah. they're both pretty. Awesome. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna title we're gonna title this uh, episode Florida Man. That's all we're gonna title. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty I fantastic. I one hundred percent don't do math. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, there goes our first question. Have you ever fought an alligator? Uh, I I don't get close to those because I don't like dinosaurs that live in my lakes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Have you ever yeah. done anything for chicken nuggets? Uh, no, I don't think so. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a horseshoe crab attack your crotch? That's the question we all want to know. No, no. In, in Florida, we don't really have horseshoe crab. We have lots of crabs. Um, not all of them pubic, but we, we, we do have crabs. <laughs> but not Although, crabs. with Panama City, probably a lot of those going around, too. Oh, they're, several, they're definitely around here. But, you know, <laughs> it is the spring break capital of the world. <laughs> anyway... Oh, so yeah, so let's, I felt like uh, a lightning round. We didn't end. Did we already do? We did. Things. We started. We'll just, we'll just I've got round. a lightning round prepared too. So. Okay, good. Well, no we worries. just did half of it. Um, <laughs> he just shot his wad already. So we we wanted to have you on. Uh, you know, you did mention you were mixed race, um, man. Like I know for us, um, we all grew up in small town Indiana. Um, None of us were ever overtly racist, uh, but it seeps into you. Like, yeah, attitudes, things you don't even necessarily know are there. It seeps into you. Um, And it's something that I've personally had to confront in myself over the last few years. And then you see things like uh, Philando Castile, the verdict that came down. Um, And, like, for us, we just felt like we can't ignore... (laughs) <laughs> this issue anymore. Um, yeah. And so can you t- tell us a little bit about like what, I guess the first question, can you tell us any experiences you've had dealing with systemic racism? I, I had plenty of um, interactions with, with police, nothing that's you know, of a major event. Uh, I mean, it, the one that always sticks out to me is I remember being pulled over and made to sit on the bumper of my car for, I think it was nearly an hour, and walking away with a ticket for my license tag light being out. Wow. Um, and having, you know, an officer like just look over my entire car, anything she could possibly see, and just, just making me wait. Um, that, that was one of the biggest ones that, I, that you know, that's happened to me. But it, it's, I've been pulled over. Many, many times. It hasn't happened in a while, but that's probably because I've either driven nicer cars or cars that aren't stereotypical. Most of my um, interactions driving were when I drove an old Caprice station wagon and just looked like something, I guess, stereotypical. <laughs> huh. So that actually, so the, the car you drive actually affect can affect that? Oh, certainly. Once I, I, I got rid of that car, I had kind of a crappy car for a while. And then I bought, you know, a pretty new Volkswagen. And, you know, I really haven't had that many interactions since, you know, probably 2004. Um, I, I'm not a big speeder, I guess, but 
even still, you know, it's one of those things where it's, I, I don't understand it, but it's, it's what has happened. <laughs> huh. So there's, there's car profiling along with racial profiling. Oh, certainly. Yeah. You know, like Michael said on, uh, on Twisted Sisters the other day, you know, you, you got to look at your car and say, well, do I want dark tent? Probably not. Do I want big rims? Definitely not. I don't want to be um, a target. And that is something that, like, I would never have to consider. Yeah. Like, ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never thought of that. No. Ever. I, I would never consider the car I drive whether that would be something that would get me pulled over or not. I have actually been pulled out, pulled over for having my drive, my license plate light out. Yeah, I have to. Took about 20 minutes. Yeah. My line took yeah. like five. And drove off. Yeah. 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 Not uh, even a ticket. I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, ex- you explain <laughs> talking about, you know, having to think about the type of car you drive, I think is a good lead into the next question of, can you, for our white listeners, can you explain white privilege? It's not having to think about your race, simply. I mean, it's not having, it's nobody, I think when you're, when you're white, and, and it, it's a little difficult for me because I am mixed, so I think my problem is, is currently I look probably a little more Arabic than anything else, so oh. I have that. <laughs> which, but, creates, uh, which creates its own problems. Right, yeah, yeah. so there, there's plenty of things that I, I wouldn't do or say. You know, there's no there's jokes I certainly wouldn't ever make. You know, you good or not, you know, you can't say things as a, as a person. Um, and, I, and I think when it really comes down to it, right privilege is not having to think about your skin color or what you're doing in most situations. You know, when when you're brown and like me, I have a beard, and, uh, so. It's, there's definitely situations where people will look at me different than anyone else. So I think, I think that's a, a, a large part of it. Um, so you mentioned that you're um, you're mixed. Did you growing up? Did you see your parents treat, or were they treated differently based on their race? Is there anything that that you noticed out out of the gate that was how they were treated differently in public? I don't think I ever really noticed it, um, but but also it's my normality. So I wouldn't have necessarily seen anything differently if I had grown up, you know, diff, you know, with a, a single race and then came under that. Maybe I would have noticed it, but just growing up in that situation, I, I never really noticed it. Um, and being, you know, growing up evangelical, I mean, race is never an issue. It's essentially just a, a, a white culture. So it's all about assimilation anyway. Huh. Um, did you have no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, this is kind of a follow up to the. Um... Well, let me let me say something too because I want to go back to I want to go back to the taillight thing. I was listening to uh, Anna Marie Cox's podcast today. Um, oh, what's it called? With friends like with friends like these. Friends like these. Like these. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. Did yeah. you did you listen to the one uh, the she where she dealt with Philando Castile? No, I haven't listened to that. Uh, very good. She had a defense attorney, um, uh, and then a lady she knows. Um, uh, an African American lady that she knows, they had she had them both on. He's a defense attorney in North Carolina, um, but they brought up the, they brought up a couple things I thought were interesting, and that I'd never really thought about before. One of them was the taillight thing. They said the, the defense attorney is like, "Look, there are laws on the books. Everybody's breaking a law somewhere so yeah. at some point." And so, you know, the idea that they were talking about things that need to change. And, and they said it, racist attitudes are not going to change. So what needs to change is like local laws and the systemic laws 
that make it easier for cops to profile people. They said, you know, the broken taillight thing, like you can, like there are traffic cameras that catch you speeding and they just send you a ticket in the mail and said, we caught you speeding. Here's your ticket. And they said, why are we not doing the same thing with like these broken taillights and all these things these cops are using, these racist cops are using to, um, to profile people. Why aren't we, why aren't we doing anything? Like it's, it's very simple to say it's a broken taillight. We send it to, we send you a ticket in the mail, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, cops have traffic cam. They have cameras in their cars. They could very easily do that. Instead, they're making you sit on a bumper for an hour while they search your car because you had quote unquote, a broken taillight. Um, I just, I think that that's something I haven't really thought about. It, maybe we can get down more into this down the road here is things that we can do about that. Cause that's one of the things that needs to change is the idea that, that we have to like stop people for every single little thing like that. Um, and then there's another thing they brought up was when they talked about the Philando Castile thing and why these cops aren't getting, um, aren't getting, and I'll ask this question to you. Why do you think that these, that all these cops that are, I mean, this guy was caught on camera shooting an unarmed black guy in his car to death with his four year old daughter in the back seat. Why do you think these, these juries are so unwilling to convict? Because we look at, police as protectors and if they made a decision it must be correct right it, there, there's nothing more than that it, it they made a decision obviously Hieronymo Giannis thought his life was in danger so his life was the one that matters to that point it's not that even if he felt in danger uh Philando Castile had no systemic reason to protect himself he, he was done yeah. no matter what if, right. if he thought if he had if that officer came up to him threatening him, it wouldn't have mattered. So those juries, they look at that police as a protector because for them they're always the protector. They're never the the person that is uh, coming against them at all. They're always a protector. So there's no other reason to think that they're anything but a protector. Yeah, and it's one of those things that you know, the, for all the talk of the the all lives matter people. <laughs> um, that's that's not true. Um, you know, I got actually got into an argument. I have two buddies that are cops. They live on my street. One lives next door. One lives about three houses down. And I got into a discussion with one of them one time. It started with Colin Kaepernick. Um, <laughs> Doesn't uh, it always? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it started with Colin Kaepernick, and it just it escalated from there. Um, things got out of hand in a hurry. Uh, I'm sure everybody's shocked that I got into an argument with somebody. Um, but I was trying to see things from his point of view. And what it came down to is that in the end, the cop's life mattered more than the person that was killed. You know, whether it was a guy in, was it New Orleans that they had on the ground? And he was trying to make me understand this. I'm like, okay, like I understand that you don't want to die, but neither did that guy either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but he wasn't sworn in as an officer of the law. Right, exactly. As a, you know, a, yeah. a person of the state. Right. Uh, I actually, my, um, my sister-in-law... Uh, she's, I believe, Colombian. Uh, my, my wife's our brother's wife, uh, and she's actually a police detective. And she unfriended me off of Facebook. It was been a few months ago. Huh. After I posted something from a New Yorker article that Jelani Crab wrote, that was just about police accountability and the simple, like, act of police accountability, drew so much anger from her that she wouldn't even interact with me on that medium anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a thing that happens with that you know especially the, the, the that blue line that we have anymore that's crazy. yeah and there's there's this 
Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Man, my head's full of snot right now. So you know, I, I think straight. it's 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 difficult. I like I said, I've I've had to look at my own attitudes over the last few years on things, um, things that were sort of maybe even hidden that I didn't even realize were there. Um, and one of those things for me was kind of that idea that you know I think raised in white in the Midwest, basically you do get the idea that police officers are it's they're good they're just good you know what i mean like that they are like kind of like what you said where um his life mattered more i wouldn't even say white in the midwest it's it's white i wouldn't even say white it's it's a certain christian evangelical thing that's been happening sure where it's 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 such a weird thing where there's this um this hatred of government except for the government that we interact with the most right. that can actually kill us. Yes. <laughs> and that happens a lot, but it's not even important anymore. Right. Well, I was just, when I was just saying, you know, white in the Midwest, just speaking personal experience, because that for us was for me, especially that was kind of what I was raised with was that you trust police officers. There's mm-hmm. no reason to not trust police officers. They're there to protect. They're there to serve. They're there. You know what I mean? It's on every yeah. cop car to protect mm-hmm. and serve. And so that's deeply ingrained. And what I've tried to, what I've, I think at times still struggle to do now is that once I started questioning, wait a second, you know, I think it really started with Michael Brown and Ferguson. Um, I started looking at that and going, you know, I, I'm not really sure like that should have happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. start to look at some of those things and you look at, I mean, something that's just as blatant and, and gross as the Philando Castile incident where he literally did nothing wrong. Like, I mean, you, you, he did what he was supposed to be doing. Exactly. I mean, not only was he doing nothing wrong, he did everything. Yes, exactly. Like by the book, this is what you're supposed to do. And he still got killed. Um, but I'm also trying to reconcile that with the fact that I don't, not all cops are bad. Like I know a few, they seem to be good people. They seem to actually take their job as such as that they're not, it's not just a meathead macho job that they actually do see themselves as people that are keeping people safe. Um, trying to reconcile those two things and go, I'm support, I support black lives matter and I support good police officers. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the, it's, it's really tough because, um, there's times where the, in some of those instances where maybe the line is a little blurred, but man, there's so, it seems like there's more and more of these just blatant, um, Egre- incidents egregious, egregious. Yeah. that's just the person did nothing wrong and did or did everything by the book and still got killed yeah um, I mean we say that not all cops are bad and I'm not someone that would say all cops are bad sure. but the thing is it's not every 17 year old yes. that makes a mistake is it, bad yeah yeah right, yeah, right. But we can but it's certainly a lot easier to vilify that 17 year old black kid that did something wrong mm-hmm. than it is the police officer. Well, and that's because the, they signed, you know, they, they, they took a job and that's, that's it. And that's the thing that's really interesting is <sighs> it seems like what I noticed is that anytime an incident like this happens, the media immediately comes out and they talk about the guy's criminal record, criminal record, whatever, He's whatever. no angel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's, like you he's they, never an angel. <laughs> immediately. It seems like the media comes out and they decide we're going to, we've got to find a way to justify what this cop did based on this person's past or whatever. I don't know if you guys listened to the 74 seconds podcast, but so much about that, what the the trial was, well, he had smoked marijuana. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We don't see, uh, 
hacky sack kicking hippies. Yes. Killing people. Yes. Well, and yes. it's it's legal There's in Colorado, thing. and nobody's gunning down people in Colorado because yeah, they, like, I mean, their cars are going to reek of weed. I mean, I just I just I, you know I just find that really really interesting that that uh, maybe interesting is not the word uh, awful. That's probably a better word. <laughs> that yeah. it seems like the media the narrative immediately has to come out where they have to shape the narrative of well there was at least you know doubt because this guy had some sort of past where he smoked weed or whatever like. As if you that, need a reason to kill them. Yes, it is. And it's almost yeah. The reason doesn't really have to be that strong. We can find that reason to not kill someone else. But you know, well, he looked like this. He had dreadlocks. He was large or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how how often do you hear about Michael Brown being? Oh, he's a six foot four, three hundred pound guy. Yep. But how often do you hear about Darren Brown also being a six foot or um, six foot? Four guy, yeah. you didn't hear that. Right. Six foot four guy with a gun, yes. who probably should have had a taser. Yeah. So he actually had a power. He was in a vehicle. Right. He had the upper hand. But yeah. We don't hear about. It right. Because sure. we want to hear why this person should have been killed. And I'm going to go back to what we talked about. You know, cops signed on this job. They're supposed to serve and protect. Like there's a there's a, an interesting point was made on that on on Mary's podcast today that I hadn't thought about before. That you know they're. We have a military, uh, you know, the, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, the whole thing. We have, we have a military, and their job, the job of the military is to, to protect the nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's, that's their job. And then you have cops who are supposed to serve and protect the, citizen, the, the citizens of their communities. And what's happened, and the, the, the point that was made on this podcast, the, what's happened is there's been this, this line has been blurred between what the cops do and what the military does. And what you're, and I think you're seeing that in the very, the, the, the deep way that the, the police have been militarized. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have cops and armored, armored like troop carriers, like the, the army right. sells these things off to police yeah. when they're not yeah, using we them. Ha- our sheriff's department has one in has an armored car, Indiana. Our, yeah. no sense. The guy I remember seeing one of those in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. They, they drove up with an armored police and, and I live in, my neighborhood is a historically black neighborhood that was gentrified, you know, probably 15 years ago. Yeah. And they have in, in my community a an armored personnel carrier. Yeah, it's not. There is literally no reason to ever have that. Yeah. Well, we saw that in the Ferguson. Is, they drove that through yeah. the streets in Ferguson. I mean, exactly. that's in New Orleans. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just you name it. Right. And I and I think well, that I think that that's one of the main. That that's a major issue. Is you know, my my next door neighbor is part of the SWAT team here in town. And he's showing me he's got like an like an MP5 in his truck and like like these heavy machine guns. I'm like, who are you going to war with? Yeah. Like, we like, have war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We have to get that. We have to get those, uh, you know, marijuana smokers. Yeah. But, but they literally indeed. won't do shit about the people doing drugs in our town. Yeah, yeah. Like I've literally and, called people about drugs in our town. Yeah, they won't do anything. Yeah. And so, like I haven't really mentioned it that much, but. I literally, my job, I work as a CNC machine operator, machinist at a company that makes gun barrels for AR-15s. That's my job. I I literally work in the firearms industry. And I would never even, like, I have a difficult time even considering owning the product that I make. Right. Because, simply because of the color of my skin. Because of, you know, I have a beard and things like that. It's not something I would ever do. So we talk about the, you know, arming the, the police. I mean... I guess in a way I'm complicit, but you know, this is what we, we have in this country. <laughs> right. It, it's an amazing thing that, that I wouldn't even, and I know plenty of people that I work with that would never even 
own products that we make simply because of how we look. Again, that goes back to white privilege. You don't see white guys saying, I probably shouldn't buy no, one. Every of these, third guy in our town has one. Has at least one. For no reason. Yeah. So well, if you sell them one if they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that I think part of the solutions and we that we talked about earlier, one of the solutions we've got to like we've got to do something about like I know there's communities that have retrained their police forces in the in, in response to all these uh, killings. Daytona. Yeah, in, in response to and and like the oh, yeah, she yeah, the violent incidents have gone way, way, yep. almost non-existent now because they retrain them, and I think that that's part of what needs to go on. Is you know, there's these cops are saying, "Well, I was, I was afraid." Well, these these trained officers, trained like they go to police academies, trained officers are saying, "Well, I panicked and I was afraid for my life." Well, these these people of color, whether they're black or they're Muslim or they're you know Hispanic or whatever, they're supposed to somehow remain calm. Untrained people are supposed to somehow remain calm with a gun in their face. Yeah. But the cops with the training are, are, are somehow allowed to panic. And that's, yeah. I mean, it goes back to this, this whole, the whole systemic thing. Like there's something, there's just a standard that is not, is not being played equally across all lines. Well, there's also like the NRA mantra of a good guy with a gun is yep. going to defeat a bad guy with a gun. Yeah. So obviously, if you, you, if you have a weapon, you are automatically trained enough to be in any situation you could ever possibly be in. It makes perfect though, sense to ever. Yeah, even though Philando Castile was the good guy with a gun. But he everything smoked right. marijuana. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. So let's, you know, let's not say he's a good guy. He did some of marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because no white guys ever smoked marijuana <laughs> yeah, right. with a gun. Yeah. If they were, they were just making great reggae. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hashtagging that. Okay. Uh, um, so um, this, is, I think, is a question I think is important for all white people to hear. Uh, you recently uh, had a, an exchange with another uh, Christian podcast with uh, former pastors that uh, may or may not drink alcohol on their, on their podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to say their name, but you know. Um, so is it ever okay for a non-black person to use any form of the N-word? I'm, like I said, I'm half black. My, my father's black, my mother's white. I don't use that kind of word. There's no reason. I listen to rap music. I was before I came on the podcast listening to the new um, Ben Staples album. Oh, it's and, so good! I was I'm, too. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fantastic. I hadn't but heard a lot of Ben Staples, but it's fantastic. Any utterance of that word, I wouldn't say. I, I don't need to use it. What, what's the point? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 2017. There's no reason to use that. So there's no reason for any woke person. I, I, I have no like sympathy for Bill Maher. Because, oh, no, people are upset with him because he said it. There's no reason. Just grow up and get over it. There, we've, how many words have we excised from the English language in the last 300 years? There's just no point. Very true. And I, I don't use slurs against uh, any, any of my LGBT friends. Right. I, I wouldn't use that. So there's no reason for me to use words against any of my different colored friends either. So uh, <laughs> come how, on. Do you, how, do you, how do you feel about the African-American community using that word? I know that's a big point of like I've heard white people before like well I can use it they say it like so how, like how do you feel how do you feel about the African American community using that word? I understand it to a point because I, I do understand removing the power of a word, sure. but the problem is is that word has not lost its power yet. Oh, when yeah. that word uses loses its power, then then I'll feel a little more comfortable with it. But because that it still has a lot of power, there's to me, there's no point to it. But I'm not going to 
tell someone they can't. Right, sure. I will. <laughs> Michael, Michael's going to Michael's gonna at Kendra. I don't have any problem telling people not to use the N-word. Well, I, I mean... Well, you're in Indiana, so yeah. nobody wants to shit there. Uh, <laughs> the Pacers... And the Colts can. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I don't. I don't. I just mean white people. I, I have no problem telling them to shut the hell up because it's yeah, not. It, it's. I mean, it's not fucking okay. It just isn't. The thing is, is white people have their time to use that word, and let's say they're done. They they can chill out for a while. Like you know, you can you can take a hundred years off from that. We've <laughs> you've already used it. For the last 250, 300 years, you're done for now. You sure. Time out. <laughs> I like that. I do too. I like that yeah. too. Um, so you, so you would say that. Uh, so the African American community, you think the, the people that do use that word, they do it to take away the power of it. To like, is that is that why it's used? Oh, that's certainly. I think why it's used. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily prudent. Um, because simply because we have to have this conversation, this isn't a new conversation to say, well, black people use it. So why can't I? Yeah, sure. You know, listening to a song and and, and I I think that it could be just eventually removed, but I won't, um, tell someone they can't. Right. I won't tell most people or some people they can't. I won't tell about 12% of the population of America that they can't use that word. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Outside of that, you know, I mean, it's just, just. There's, there's no reason. It's, yeah, I, it's needed. I really like your your um, comparison to the LGBT community as well. Yeah. Because there are words that I hear people in that community say that I would never say to them, mm-hmm. but they use it towards each other. And I, I think with that intent that they're taking away the heaviness of that word. Certainly. Well, the, the, the word, I mean, the word queer, like that's LBGTQ. That, yes, that's that's right. the Q. And I may be misrepresenting them, and if I am, I apologize. I mean, is that why that's used? Yes. That because to take the power away from that, it's like mm-hmm. I'm going to identify as this. I mean, we went to that to a thing in Bloomington a few years ago. When we had the church. It was uh, it was uh, it was just local community leaders for the uh, a youth a gay youth community down there came to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a gay Jewish rabbi, mm-hmm. um, and then the minister at the Unitarian Church. She identified as queer. Yeah, like she specifically identified, yeah. and that was the first time I think I'd really heard that. Somebody actually identifies that. And I, again, in my ignorance, I don't even know like what the difference is between gay and queer and lesbian. I don't, I don't, again, that's just in my ignorance, but that's the first time I'd heard that word used. And I think it's, it's just, I assume it's the same kind of thing that they're just appropriating that word for themselves. I think they've really taken that word and, and reappropriated it into meaning I don't fit into any box. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's other words that would be used that can fit into a certain box. Yeah. Um, that one being reappropriated, you know, into something different. It, it's a definite reappropriation because it's not saying, well, I'm going to use this word and mean something, you know, mean the same thing, essentially. They're changing it. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I do too. I think that rolls perfectly into the next question. So how do you feel about appropriation? Uh, what, if anything, is fair use and what is off limits? That's kind of a tough one. Um, it's one of those things where it's like Supreme Court on obscenity where you know it when you see it. Yeah, you can definitely see where you're just trying to be cool in a way instead of saying I celebrate. I think there's a difference between celebration and appropriation. I, I guess that's what I would say. 
you know, you could celebrate a culture by saying, I really love this part of this culture and let's make this part of everyone's culture. And there's another thing where I have cornrows and I'm in Instagram. <laughs> I like that. Oh man. Oh yeah. Um, so you're saying that, you know, blackface is out. I, I mean, you know, I'm totally okay, kidding. It's D.W. Griffith did a great in Birth of a Nation, but since then, nobody's done it right. <laughs> M- Mickey Rooney's uh, Asian guy in uh, Breakfast oh. at Tiffany's pretty horrifying. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's about as far as I've ever gotten into that movie. It's, it's... And I, I know everyone loves it. I love Truman Capote. He's an amazing writer, yeah. but I can't get to that movie. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah. So can yeah, you... Can you? Sorry, go ahead. That's one of those things where you're not born in the '50s and you can't appreciate something. Right. Yeah. Right. So, can you explain um, to our listeners? Uh, and I mean, we there may be things we don't understand. Or can you explain Black Lives Matter and like to our listeners who might not understand what that movement's about? Because I know that the the argument we, is like, well, all, well, we, all we, lives, we live in all lives matter, all lives country. matter country, or blue lives matter. I've yeah. got, I mean, both my. Cop buddies have shirts. They like blue lives yeah, matter. It's yeah. like okay, that's fine. That's not the argument here. Um, yeah, but blue lives matter. Blue lives matter is a choice. Yeah, black lives matter. I think to me means like, hey, I matter. <laughs> you know, I mean that's the stupidest way to say it, but it's it's a it's a situation where you say, please don't forget me. Please don't like just let me just go by the wayside. I am someone who has a life. I, I have a wife. I have a daughter. I have a job. I have a extended family. Like I matter. So don't just say I'm no angel. Mm. <laughs> I'm a person who made a mistake at one time. Right. So I no longer matter. <laughs> I know I'm no longer important. And I think that's the problem is that we can look at people and say, well, maybe they shouldn't have smoked weed that day. Maybe they shouldn't have been in that place at that time. So they're no longer as important as you know some you know 18 year old named Brittany who did the same thing right and that's the kind of thing that happens how often do you see that it's it's a it's incredible that that's the thing that still happens in 2017 yeah in the united states right as yeah. you as you say that you know i think about kind of what we talked about earlier of you know the first thing they come out like the the media digs for something oh well this guy smoked weed so basically what they're trying to do is strip Philando Castile of his humanity. Exactly. He's not a human anymore. He's, he doesn't matter. He, this is why like he, because he did this thing, he had this transgression Then obviously he, he deserved that. He just to die like a dog basically. Sure. Sure. We've had people who've done that, who've become president. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But (laughs) right. Bush was a, Bush was a coke head. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we, we don't really want to think about that. I mean, sure, he did that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, this yeah. person might have done it as recently as yesterday. So they obviously their life has lost a level of, of uh, importance to us. And and I think that's the problem is that we can look to certain people and see why their lives have lost importance to the general society. Maybe they weren't contributing quite enough. Um, to be important for us to think about and to say, well, maybe they deserve some sort of retribution. Yeah. So do you do you feel like 
you have to work like 10 times harder to gain respect from, from society. Simply, be, simply because of the color of your skin. Yeah, I, I, it's starting as a negative. You know, oh, you know I'm not starting as, as someone who, like, you know, I'm, I, I'm not the, you know, tall, athletic uh, quarterback. I'm just some guy who looks kind of like someone I might not like. So I, I, I feel like it, oftentimes I do have to start, you know, working harder to get to another position. And I think that that's something that you would probably find quite a lot in any, you know, African-American or mixed race community, especially African-American, mixed race, um, you know, any, any Hispanic, Latino communities. That's definitely a, a position you have to, you know, you, there's not a lot of stereotypes for us that are uh, good. You know, <laughs> nobody really complains about having, a, you know, an Indian doctor or an Asian doctor, things like that. But if they were to see me as their doctor, they would be like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, maybe I'd work just as hard as the next guy, but I also have to work a little bit harder to get to that position. Huh, wow. That's interesting. You said you start from a negative position. Like, so you, you have to work to even get to zero, <laughs> like to, to, to get, to, to get to the level playing field. You have to actually work to get to even to a level, level playing field with everybody else where everybody else is starting. And, you know, it's one of those things, I don't mean to, like, talk about you know, things from a long time ago, but look at um, simply reparations that happened for the uh, Japanese community in this country after the concentration camps of World War II. The African-American community never had reparations for all the things they went through. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to have reparations now. I, I, I wouldn't advocate for that. But it's also, there was a point where it's like, well, hey, we need to make sure that we reintegrate them. But that didn't happen and never happened to the African-American community. It took a hundred years for full voting rights to right. even be, to, to be given. Which are now being revoked. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we look at a hundred years to, to Jim Crow and that was a terrible thing. You know, I, I live in the South, even though I live in Florida. Um, and it was, it's, it's been a tough slog for a lot of people. And that's one of the things I don't understand, especially about older conservative African-Americans, where it's like, you lived through Jim Crow. Yeah. You need to understand that we're still trying as a community to advance ourselves. We started from, we didn't start from the 20-yard line. We started right in the end zone. Yeah. And we still have a great defense against us. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. You keep bringing up sports analogies. I think even this this carries over a lot to even athletics. I mean, I, here, confession time. This is one thing where a few a few years ago when this happened, I started to realize in myself certain attitudes that were probably racist that I didn't even know were there. So a few years back, uh, when the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like they're I think I they're the playing to the Super Bowl. They were playing. <laughs> you're disgusting. God. Um, the uh, they were, wow. they were playing. They were playing the uh, 49ers, and it was a really close game. Into the game, uh, Richard Sherman, great cornerback for this uh, for Seattle. Um, you know, he's got long dreaded or braided hair, dreads, whatever. Um, he looks like T Pain. 
He does actually. It's a lot like T Pain. Um, he's also highly talented at what he does. Yes. So he got in the guy's face at the end of the game because he broke up a pass. He uh, really got in the guy's face and was trash talking, whatever. And then after the game, they put a, they shove a microphone in this guy's face right after he takes him to the Super Bowl, and uh, he kind of. It was like an, almost an angry, excited, like, don't, yeah. I don't even remember what he said, don't ever come at me or whatever, like, you don't throw my way and all this stuff. It's really cocky, really Sort of arrogant. like half barked at the camera, yeah. too. Yeah. So the whole narrative from that point was, man, this guy's a thug. He, I, that was a, the actual word that was used mm-hmm. um, by, by a lot of people in the media and, and just people I saw on Facebook, friends and all that kind of stuff. He's a thug. He whatever. Well, then you dig into Richard Sherman. You realize that Richard <laughs> Sherman Stanford has a freaking educated, master's degree from Stanford. <laughs> he runs a, an organization in Compton where he came from that helps kids go to see pays for kids to go to school, like all this stuff. Um, but then and we're not even sure Tim Tebow can read. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, fucking man. God. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you know, the interesting thing is, Right. Um, but the next year, uh, I remember uh, watching a Broncos game. Peyton Manning got in a guy's face after he threw a touchdown and talked crap to him. There was not one mention of this guy's a thug, whatever. It was, he's a competitor. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. But here's what's interesting. is Like I said, confession time. I had that same attitude and didn't realize it. And then when I saw the Peyton Manning thing, I went, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, holy shit, I'm so that's of a where it may, Yeah, but I've never, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've never been an overt racist. I mean, I've had black friends. I've had, like, I have no problem with any of that. But there was that attitude in me that I had, I didn't even, like I said, it's almost ingrained in you. You don't even realize it's there. That, I, I would totally agree with that because, like I said, I grew up in an evangelical community in the South that's essentially Baptist, even though they don't call themselves Baptist. And, Blackness, even in that situation, even in my situation, was not looked upon as a good thing ever. Right. So I can totally agree with that. So I can totally say, oh, well, what's up with this guy? Why is he doing that? Why is he getting that guy with dreads getting in someone's face? But this guy, oh, he looks like a guy who's a good Christian man. Yep. That's the thing that I've, I've certainly myself done. And here's what's, here's what's interesting there's a double standard, too, because you, you, you could go through our community and you could ask, Captain Captain Confederate flag in our community. I bet him. <laughs> <laughs> he lives down the street from me. Um, Florida man. Florida man. Yeah. We have a lot of Florida men up here too. Yeah. <laughs> They've migrated north. Um, but you, you could ask, well, let me give you an instance. So we have a relative who just, I mean, just, he's just racist. I mean, he's just flat, like not like sort of racist. Like he's just flat racist. However, if you were to ask him, which recruit he would want for IU basketball? It's going to be the black guy every time. Yes. Like so, there's like this, there's like this, like this double standard of like, I mean, you talk all the people that called Richard Thurman, Richard Thurman, Richard Sherman, Sherman. a thug. That's hard to say it, really it is fast. a little bit. Yeah. Everybody that would call him a thug. You cannot tell me that they would trade that they would not want him on their yes. team. And there so, weren't any Seahawks fans calling him a thug. No, there weren't. Yeah. So so there's a there's a double standard there, like that like we. We want the the uh, the athleticism, but we don't want the thuggery. Well, you've come down to like a, a thing of Christianity. It's all about who's on your team. We can, as soon as that guy's on your team, you love that guy. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but when he's not on your team, when he's saying something you disagree, like if Colin Kaepernick was on, you know, 
the I don't know the Baptist football team. <laughs> Everyone would love that guy. Yep. Yeah. But, but as long as he's not, he's in San Francisco. Of course, we have to hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. San Francisco, they don't love God there, so that's the problem. Well, and there's you know there's the other double standard too. Let's let's talk about Kaepernick for a minute. <laughs> Because it's the second time on this podcast, we no, had a whole it, episode like, dedicated it, it, to him. It pisses me off because there's this double standard that seems like you know you'll hear white people say you'll they'll see like Ferguson riots and all this. Why can't they just be peaceful? Uh, blah blah blah. So then a guy takes a friggin' knee. That's all he does. He doesn't say a word. He takes a knee at the national anthem, and then that's not good enough either. Because the the national anthem and the flag. Is certainly the most important symbol in American Christianity. Right. right. There's nothing more important than that flag. So it's not, right. It seems like what you're saying is that you're you're. Are you? I, I'm just. I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's why I'm just asking. So are you implying that most of the racism in this country, that Christianity is the perpetuator of that? I wouldn't say most of it. No, but I think that it's easy to wrap yourself in a flag and a cross and and agree with it. Sure. I, I think that's what it is. It's really I can say those people are wrong because I'm an American and I'm a Christian and there's the problem. Mm. If that person does not agree with my American Christianity, they're obviously there's something wrong with that person. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, I've mentioned some of my attitudes that I've found in myself over the last few years, kind of starting with the Trayvon Martin killing and then Ferguson. Right in my backyard. Yeah, that probably wasn't far. Yeah. No, about uh, 10 minutes from me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ferguson and then all the 8 million other incidents that have happened between Trayvon Martin and here. Um you know, the things that I've found, even like the sort of smaller attitudes, like I said, I've never, never wanted to join the KKK. I've always thought they were a bunch of racist douchebags, you know, but realizing <laughs> in myself that just because I had no interest in that didn't mean I didn't have my own racist shit kind of chaff up in my brain sort of rolling around. Um, it, so in your mind, what are some of the smaller ways that white people can exhibit racism that they might not be aware of? It's really a lot of just um, context clues and not necessarily wanting to associate with a person, uh, assuming, I guess a lot of it's assuming something about a person before they really know them. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, well, that person looks like that, so this must be what they mean or, or what where they come from. They're probably doing something that I disagree with. I guess that's what it is. They're probably doing something they disagree with. That, that's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And not not looking into the you know the content of my character. Sure, sure. <laughs> and yeah. I think that happens quite a bit with yeah. with any situation. Yeah. Uh, so, do you guys have any other questions here? Uh, we got the one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, with all this stuff going on, I mean, with all the. Donald Trump shit and everything. Like, there, there's just like an onslaught of, of things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's just an onslaught <laughs> of stuff right now that is, I think is frustrating a lot of people, but I, in making everybody feel helpless. But when I saw the verdict for the Flando Castile thing, I was like, like I, I, my first thought was like, I don't, I don't know how do you, how you fix this? Like, so 
you know, we, I think we all just feel, I mean, I know it's totally different for, for white people to feel um, helpless about systemic racism because it doesn't essentially affect us. Uh, but what, what are some practical things that the white people can do to, to address the systemic racism? I mean, is there anything, when we talked about, you know, sort of demilitarizing the police a little bit and retraining cops and that kind of stuff, but what are some things that we can do to help address this? Care. It's really about caring for for other people and not, not looking at your uh, background and your situation to say, well, I've had a totally different situation. Um, and that, like, not looking at your situation, your previous situation and saying, I've had a different situation than you, I've grown up differently, so I can't understand. But looking, it's empathy, care and empathy. That's it. It's care and empathy. It's looking at a person and saying, I don't know where what their situation is, but we can make this better. And I think that's, it's not even just a white, black thing, Asian, white, any other race. It's not about the race. It's about looking to people and understanding that they're a human and that they have had a situation and saying, what can I do to make it better? Look at the Beatitudes. <laughs> look, to, you know, it's easy. Look, at, look, just Jesus taught a lot of stuff. You know, if you want to get Christian on it, Jesus taught a lot of stuff. We can get better. And that's all we can do. Don't look at your political affiliation. Don't look at where you live, anything like that. Let's just make people better. Let's try and just get into the trenches and make the world a better place forever. It's not that hard. It, I mean, it's hard in that you have to give something up, but it's not hard as a something you have to do. It's not hard as a situation you have to get into. There, there's people everywhere in in your community. That's you know thousands of you know a couple thousand miles away from me and my community here. We can get together. We can get in the trenches, meet people where they're at, and let's like help them. That's it. <laughs> it's not that it's not that difficult for anyone. I don't yeah. think. We, we just have to get down, you know, <laughs> to, to be like, you know, cheesy church person. Just get on your knees and help someone. Just get down where they're at. They may, might be a couple levels below you, but let's get down there, see what's their problem, what their problem is, and let's make it better with, with, in, with our means. All of us have a certain amount of means. All, you guys do, I do, you know, no matter what, we can get down there and help someone. And understand, empathize, and work to recreate where we're at. That's what I think. <laughs> That's really good. It works for me. Yeah. <laughs> and stop voting Republican. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for for the well, current, I mean, for the current Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out we don't need to like vote against our interests for the next sixty years. We will, <laughs> right. but we don't have to. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, like it's just like you know i mean <laughs> i turned my my you know stupid facebook like political views to nihilist i don't believe in any of these things anymore yeah you know, they're, they're just they're done who cares anymore you know let's get out let's get out i mean like like so much pete rollins has gotten into me <laughs> yeah, like, we, don't need right. to, we don't need to be in that system anymore we need yeah. to get out and understand what we need to do to make it better yeah that's man. That's really damn good. That's good. <laughs> Let's go lightning around now. That's a, yeah. Right. That's a great way to. End yeah, that. that's a good way to end that. Um, <laughs> as, as fast as Michael can talk, which won't be very fast. <laughs> first of all, where can people find you online? Um, just um, my Twitter is probably the best place. 
It's twitter.com slash Sean X, which has no Malcolm X reference. <laughs> I couldn't get Sean when I got on Twitter. I was like two weeks too late to Twitter in 2007. <laughs> there's another Shan out there. Oh, there's <laughs> funny story. There's a uh, Pakistani singer who I get all of his Instagram um, messages all the time. Nice. So, Pretty amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite beverage? Um, prop in India pale ale, just any IPA, okay. pretty much all the time. What's your favorite? Except Go ahead. Oh no, I said except at work. <laughs> oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case my boss is listening. <laughs> um, what is your favorite uh, flavor of Lacroix? <laughs> um, I'm kind of. To tell you the truth, I'm kind of off LaCroix. I'm into Polar, which is another seltzer brand. And the Cranberry Lime Polar is probably the best that I've ever had. Nice. What's your favorite book? My favorite book uh, would be Slaughterhouse Five by Vonnegut. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Vonnegut, uh, Indiana boy. That, that book has blown my mind so many times. It's either that or uh, Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. And I think a lot of people... In 2017, need to be reading Grapes of Wrath because it will. Yeah, God, it should reshift their minds. Dude, the end of that book, God, it blew my mind the first time I read it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I sat there just stunned on the last like two pages. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just read uh, Slaughterhouse Five again. I need to. It's been like, a while. Probably six months ago. Man, that book is so good. The first time I ever read it, I read it in, I think four hours. I could not stop reading that book, and wow. it just it it will change your life. I yeah, think. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. Um, last album you listened to from start to finish? Um, the new Blank Mass. I think that's probably a Billy Patterson album. It's <laughs> that I'm not your um, I know. I know he's he's with me on that level. Oh, nice. uh, it, it's really great electronic crazy. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> Gotta love the Billy Patterson shout out. Um, okay. <laughs> What's your favorite movie you've seen in the last year? The last year? Um, I guess Lego Batman. I haven't seen a lot of movies lately. <laughs> can tell you can tell you've got a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'd be like, uh, I mean, Cars yeah. 3. She, she's the one who wanted to watch that. <laughs> nice. Not me. <laughs> I think that's it, unless you guys have any. No, man. I don't. That's good. No. Cool. Thanks again for coming on the show, man. It was great talking oh, to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's and, really awesome to uh, talk to you. And uh, Sean is in the pub, the pastor's pub. That's how we met him. Yep. So, thank you, and sir. And one day you'll get my name right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's been do- he's been doing better. I have we, been doing better. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> just, just thank you so much for that. Every time from here on out, it's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that big of a dick. <laughs> so, all right, man. Thank you. We love you long, Tim. <laughs> all right. That was a good interview. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted, I didn't, I was trying to come up with the best time to tell this story that I've sort of seen white privilege in action. Uh, and during the interview and couldn't really think of a good time, so I thought I'd tell it now. So I worked as a property manager uh, here in town, uh, pretty lower, I would say lower middle class apartment complex. Yeah, very yeah. lower. That, yeah, I mean, it would be the bottom end of middle lower. 
I mean, it wasn't like section it's like, eight. It was but, like upper lower. Yeah, right. So, um, uh, there was a time I got a call, um, and it was just it was ninety nine percent white people in the thing. Um, in your in my complex, in my complex yeah. Um, and there was a uh, a lady. I got a call from a guy, and he says, "Hey, my girlfriend. She's threatening to kill herself. She's off of her meds. Blah blah blah. The whole bit." Yeah. Um, I've called. I called the police. Like, Fuck. So, and this was not an abnormal occurrence for me to see yeah. the police cruise by the old uh, <laughs> office window. Yeah. <clears throat> so sure enough, here they come. So I go out, and I see her coming down the uh, walkway. And she's clearly not herself. Okay? Yeah. And she's carrying a razor blade. Neat. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Fun. So she goes between two of the buildings and then goes back behind. We had a lake behind the uh, apartments on the backside of the apartments. She heads back that way. So I kind of follow at a distance from behind. And as she's walking behind the apartments and between the apartments and the lake, uh, the police come around one of the other buildings and they see her. And it all starts out really peaceful. Like yeah. the cops are talking to her. They're standing a few feet away. Keep in mind, she's holding a razor. Like, yeah. And it's there. I mean, she's a danger to herself and anybody else that gets near. Yeah. So the police, <clears throat> there's three or four of them at this point are like, you need to put the razor down, whatever, like, so we can talk, whatever. They're all calm. Everybody's calm. No problem. Um, and the lady throws a razor at the cop. Yikes. And they tackle her. And she is like, I don't know if she was on something, but like, I mean, like freaking Herculean strength. It mm-hmm. takes three or four of her pinning her, wow. trying to pin yeah. her to the ground. They've got her picked up and she's like grabbing for their gun. Like yeah. while they're trying to wrestle, I'm watching Shit. this whole thing happen, right? Like from a like half behind a fairly a, safe half distance. behind a brick building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Peeking like, around a corner. Yeah, basically. Um, and at no point, keep in mind, she's fighting them, fighting them, fighting them. Um, and at no point did any of those officers ever reach for their gun. Yeah. At no point did they reach for a taser. At no point did they do any of that. They subdued her. They put her arms behind her back. They finally took three or four of them, and and she, they hauled her off well into an ambulance, and then eventually to jail. You know, and like you you look at that, and you thought you look at that and the in- outcome of that, and then you look at Philando Castile, mm-hmm. who did nothing wrong. He did everything right. He told the officer, "I have a gun." I have I have I'm licensed. I'm Mm -hmm. like I have a permit for it. Whatever. He's calm, and the officer freaked out and shot him seven times. Asked him to reach for his wallet and then shot him seven times. Yeah, shit. With a four year old in the backseat. Like that is the definition of white privilege. Yeah, the definition of white privilege. What's the definition of racism? I mean, like that's like the officers at no point did they freak out. At no point would they have freaked out if that was a black woman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I know it's all speculation, but, yeah, but I know the judging by know. every a case you see in this country, yep. pretty pretty sure. Uh, well, that, and, and, I mean, another example like the guy that shot up the Aurora movie theater. 
Yeah, they didn't kill him. They didn't even shoot him. Didn't fire a shot. Didn't fire a he shot. He killed how many people? The, 20? Uh, Dylan Roof. Yeah, killed they, nine people. They took him to fucking Burger took King him to Burger before King. they took him to prison. No shots fired. Are you, fucking you didn't know that? that? He was like, I'm yeah. hungry. They took him to Burger took King. Took him to Burger King. Just killed nine people. Killed nine people with a rifle. God damn it. And so... Well, the guy, there like was a guy in Pennsylvania killed two state cops. They managed mm-hmm. to take him alive. Didn't yeah. shoot him. Yeah. Now, how the fuck, like... I know. It, there's, there's systemic racism. That's, it's I mean, that's, systemic. It's systemic. And, and what makes it systemic is you don't fucking notice that it's there unless yeah. you really take a look. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's what makes it systemic. Yep. Is that it's such it's such an ingrained part of your culture that if you're in the majority, you don't notice that it's there. Yeah. Because and, it doesn't affect you. Yep. Like, that's what makes systemic racism systemic. Yep. Is that as a white person, it doesn't affect us. Like, I mean, it's like, man, I was really shocked by what Sean said about having to think about the kind of car that he drives. Yeah. Yeah. At no fucking point would any of the three of us have to think about that. No. There's no way we'd have to think about that. What kind of wheels I put on it or what kind of window 10 No, it wouldn't matter. Would not matter in the least. Nope. Nope, it wouldn't. Well, I mean, and there's also the issue of, and this isn't just about, I mean, for, you know, the Muslim community. Yeah. There's, you have a white guy shoots up a church. Yeah. White guy shoots up a movie theater. White guy shoots up fucking And we're still talking about Muslims. Well, no, not just that, but like, well, they have mental issues. Well, they have yeah. this. They, they never the, terrorism. The terrorism is, yeah. that word is never used mm-hmm. to refer to white never. people. It's yeah. referred to Muslims right. or anybody that has any connection with Islam yeah. or is just brown skinned. Like, yeah. um, it's never, it's never, it, that's a, just another form of racism. Right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's racism towards the Muslim, the Muslim community. Yep. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a mess. It's so just anyway, I just mess. wanted to share that personal story of how yeah. I yeah. saw this happen in real life. Yep. I've actually got another one, but I won't tell. It's the same similar thing. Yeah. But uh, that I saw at my apartment yeah. complex, it was a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Really sad. Well, I mean, we said earlier, I mean, I got, I get, Elijah and I got pulled over. It's been a year, year and a half ago for our red car, the, license plate light he couldn't read the license plate mm-hmm. and he was just sitting he came i thought i was speeding and i was like i don't think i was speeding came up said hey your license plate things out just ran my license and all that five minutes later gave it back he was gone yep i mean i got pulled over in uh i get pulled over a lot apparently i'm not really sure why because i don't speed <laughs> like i don't really speed i got pulled over in northern northwest indiana going through a small town i thought the speed limit had gone to 45 apparently it had not um and i got pulled over it was a five minute interaction and i was gone yeah like there was no, and I thought about that when he, because around this time there was another, there had been another killing. I thought about that. I was like, I, I don't have to be afraid because I'm a white guy. Yeah. Like, like at no point are you, like, at you, no you point was all, I was like nervous. About, you don't have to worry about a, a getting mm-hmm. a, a nervy cop mm-hmm. no. that's going to, anytime you move, is going to mm-hmm. jump at that and shoot you in the face yeah. nine times. Like yeah. you just, you don't have to worry about no. it. That's white privilege. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they have to think about, you know, they have to teach their kids like, like at the, I remember somebody saying, like at this point, like he did every Flandreau Castile did everything yeah. right and still got killed. Like yeah. at this point, what do you teach your kids if right. you're a black parent? Yeah, I know. Like you can't teach well, you them anything why, else. I everybody's mean, like, like, why do they run? Well, why the fuck wouldn't you? Why? Yeah. yeah. Like if you've seen that how many times? Yeah. Why would you not run? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you're gonna run. You're afraid. Well, that's what I said in the interview. Like these cops are allowed to be afraid and have these nervous jitters. Watch, watch the movie. Watch the show cops. White guys ran from the cops yeah. constantly on that show. At no point yeah. did they get shot yeah. to death. You know, black people are expected to like be calm and peaceful in the face with a gun in the fucking face. Right. But and the guy with the gun isn't is expected. The trained isn't guy that same isn't held the same standard. Yeah, so I, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a disaster. I'd like to add one more thing. If anybody has a problem with 
us claiming that there is racism in America, fuck off. God damn it, fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't mean, just hear it. Yeah. Don't add us on Twitter. Yeah, just I don't unfollow. fucking care. Yeah. I'll block you. Yep. Like, shut the fuck up, especially if you're white. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And I think that's the thing that, yeah, white people just need to shut up and listen. And, the, and this isn't, and understand, this isn't like an either or conversation. It's not black lives over cop lives. No. Like, that's not, I've got two friends yeah. I don't want to see get shot. Of course shot. all lives matter, but that's yeah. the point of black lives yeah. matter is that their lives don't. Their lives don't. You don't period. see racism because you don't see racism. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I don't, it, it's not, it's, it, it's not an either or. It doesn't have to be either or. No. I can, I can care for my two cop buddies and I can care for guys like Sean. Yes, I can absolutely. care. I can care for his life too. It's not an either or proposition. Yeah, but I can also care for my cop bodies to understand that there's a systemic racism that goes on that makes that puts the the, the black community in a, a distinct disadvantage yep. in every possible way. Yeah, and I yep. can fight against that. Yep. while still supporting my cop buddies not getting shot. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Now that we puked in your seat. You can tell us what you think. The five stars get red. A little off there. Yeah, a little the bit. One star Sorry, is you're a little rusty. I am. Yeah. You can't play the beatbox. It's been a while since I played the cajon. Yeah. I should bring the cajon in and play along to that sometime. I might do that next week. Yeah, we need to get the band back together. <laughs> yeah, we do. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. We got any feedback? We have one. Twitter. Five stars. Definitely give this a listen by DP Busser. D-U-S-E-R. So. IDP. I was Deepak Busser. Cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, I was lucky to. It's Deepak Tripper's nickname. He's listening to our podcast. I was lucky to listen to the Brian Zond episode uh, as my first episode and have been a loyal listener since. Thank you for that. Um, Thanks, buddy. This was perfect timing as I felt my faith changing away from American Christianity. I love that jokes from other episodes continue to show up, and these guys are real <laughs> responsive on Twitter. Yeah, so cool, thank you for man. that. Thanks. We appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Um, corrections and clarifications. Courtney Vrablick, LSD is. Good luck. I know. Go ahead. Uh, lysergic yep. acid diethylamide. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah the chemical name. Yeah. I didn't know what the yeah. chemical name oh, was. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Um, alternate hashtags. Uh, we got a couple people like listening through episodes. So Abby Kelly at Ask a Kelly um, hit us up with uh, hashtag Cherry Flavored Blood Clot. Oh my god, <laughs> that is, is I that, saw that. That is what a is four. that episode two or three? Like, it's dude, about the jelly beans. Yeah. yeah, it was two, I think. Wow. It might have been three. Yeah, she said number really, three, so I don't know really, if that's oh, okay. Right. It was three then. Yeah. Um, God, I can't believe I don't remember what, still I don't remember what episode that was. Like what we talked was that duality? That was number two. No, I don't remember. Uh, I think it, I, I don't know. I'm um, coming in at number or this is just a alternate hashtags. Uh Alipaki. I'm gonna guess that's the name. <laughs> Alipaki said uh hashtag fellowship on fleek. Oh man, that's oh, also another wow. way back. Yep. People are diving in deep. Said, said bonus Caillou firing into the sun. Oh yeah. Man, screw that kid. Three was yeah. uh, sacred in the ordinary. Oh, that's that was what we're one. talking about scotch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beck Ray at Ox Anglican said, job, uh, buddy. "I always hashtag sherbet. I always hashtag sherbet a bop bop to hashtag lay my ox." 
<laughs> My ox's safe word is pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> uh, Jacob Sampson just hit us up with hashtag Polly named Seal. <laughs> yeah, that is good stuff. And then Courtney uh. Vrablick hit up uh, with I'm casting off your hashtag. It's hashtag Brad's a leg humper. <laughs> See, I didn't get that reference. That was I. I made. I said that. You I said did? Brad's yeah. a yeah, because you kept playing a fucking fucking pony. Yeah. And so I made oh, the reference. Yeah, well, oh, there's Brad. Brad's a leg humper now. Yeah, so see, and somebody yeah. caught it. So that that's good. That awesome. So uh, screw you. Honorable mention to Melinda Joy. God. Go ahead, buddy. Turn just it read off. it over. That turn it off. No, just go ahead and read. Uh, Melinda Joy uh, at Melinda Joy seven seven one two. I just wanted to give her a shout out because she takes notes. She does. Yeah, I saw Which that. Crazy. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. Coming in at number 10. <laughs> Baby! <laughs> Erica Reva at The We and Me said, Thanks for connecting. I'm intrigued and we'll check out the podcast this afternoon. Any episodes you'd recommend? Not the 69th. Yeah, we had people <laughs> literally at her and say, not that Please one. Don't. There were multiple people like, don't listen My to that God. one. My yeah. God. Don't start with that one. Uh, which ones would you guys recommend? Um, I, the, six, the 63rd where we talked about our journey to affirming. Yeah. That was my answer. Yeah. yeah that um, one. The Hell one was really good. Hell was good. Yeah. Anything with Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, hey. those those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty that's a pretty good. Ones, so. That's a pretty good jumping off point. Yeah. Coming in at number nine, uh, John at Aiden John twenty seven said had to pause the hashtag episode seventy one <laughs> uh, because I was dying laughing at work and I didn't want my cubicle neighbor <laughs> to hear my grandma has this cubicle neighbor. <laughs> also, Peter's clam bar. <laughs> Uh, our gayest episode ever with Daniel is really good. Oh, it is good. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a pretty solid one too. Yeah. Um, shoot, lost my spot here. <laughs> Coming in at number eight, Jared Lawrence at J Law Ohio said, "I can't believe um, hashtags for this episode didn't include hashtag mine tasted weird, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Peter's clam bar, <laughs> hashtag twenty times a month, or hashtag watching porn." <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Peter's clam bar. <laughs> Kathy Morris said, "VBS safe word hashtag pineapple." <laughs> VBS safe word. Yeah, it's that time of the year. It VBS is. is happening. I'm into VBS in years. I'm going to hell. I essentially tried to eradicate VBS from my. Yeah, uh, yeah, I so turned it I. into a three day event. Yeah. I took all kinds of shit for that. I did too. Yeah. Well, there's like six churches in this town. They all have. They're VBS. all doing the same. And VBS. every kid goes Everybody, to the same. There's, there's every year. There's two curriculums. There's yeah. group, and then mm-hmm. what's the other big standard? Standard. They, there's two mm-hmm. of them, and so every church is doing one of those well, two in a curriculums. Ta- so it's all the same. Shit. In a small town where I was, everybody just sends their kid to like six VBSs. One like year, that's what they do. one it's year, it's babysitting. Yeah. One year early on, we did a week uh, with one of the other churches. We just partnered. We just yeah. put. People, resources, all together. It was great. Well, I did I did a three-day, and then I did like three one-day events throughout the year yeah. to sort of keep contact. And people are like, oh, we need a five-day. I'm like, look, it's the same fucking people it doing, yeah. doing this shit, and they're tired. Yep. They're tired. Yep, yep. Coming in at number six, Sandra Ann Turnbull, episode 70. Uh, so funny. 
Uh, pardon me while I catch my breath. Hashtag pineapples three times. <laughs> Four men turning corners like nobody's business. Hashtag epitude. <laughs> epitude. I finally listened to that episode, yeah. man. I was dying yeah. when you got to that. Yeah. Two uh, then I was actually dying on the uh, Alzheimer's story. You guys are fucking. I know, man. People. That could have gone. That could have gone even worse than it. Well, it did because it was you. It was you. Of course, I it was you. Remember. Of course, it was you that finally towards the end was like, yeah, they wouldn't remember it anyway. And I about drove off the road. You are a horrible, horrible and, and, person. And there were so many jokes I had. I was like, I just, I'm not you doing can't. it. I can't. Like, it, but no. he can, of course. Yeah. Yep. Coming in at number five, Nathan Miller West, that name, Nam Way Design. Wait, did uh, he change it back? No, yeah, it's Nam Way Design now. Oh, okay. Um, will, hashtag Brad, big time Polly, hashtag <laughs> Lay the Ox, or will Michael, hashtag just Sherbet a Bop Bop. <laughs> Abby Kelly, um, is number four at Ask a Kelly. Ask a Kelly. Uh, his judgment already came, and if the cross meant anything, we've been judged as love. At Pastors Podcast, shit. Episode thirty-two is so good. That's well, that's way back. I don't even remember yeah. who said that. Was that me? That was I think you. it was you. Well, it was yeah. our Christian cliches. That's, that's pretty profound. part two. Just um, shut up. <laughs> see, see, that's the problem with people commenting because he can't handle it. Like yeah. he can't deal with comments. It was He's a joke, asshole. Mm. No. You lost your edge. Was. That was 40 episodes ago. <laughs> Step it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Let's go to Motown Philly, buddy. Boys to men. Boys to men. Boys to men. ABC, BBD. This is a Backstreet Boys cover band. Come on, Michael. Dance it. No. Let's go. No. Put a little East Coast soul in it. Boys to men going out. Hold on. Here's your favorite line. Not, not too hard. Not too soft. All over you now. Philly I unplugged Brad. Boys to men. And all the Philly steaks you can eat. All right. Coming in no, oh my, my wife and I were talking. We were listening Somebody to my me. my '90s playlist. We were talking about how every R and B singer in the '90s just oversang everything. Oh, yeah. it was like that nothing but long. It was nothing but like vocal runs yeah. and yeah. like vibrato. And they were really bad about it. Everybody was. <laughs> Listen to any of that. So stuff. speaking of boys and men, Mandy posted the what song. For your, you were what song was number one when you were yeah, born, yeah, and then yeah. when you turned eighteen, mm-hmm. mine was "I'll Make Love to You" by Boyz II Men. I turned eighteen. <laughs> mine was uh, "I'll Make well, Love to You." The day I was born, it was uh, the Pina Colada song. <laughs> was, that's right. If nice. you like Pina Coladas, G Rupert Seba. Holmes, G Seba. You just hit G eight. If you like Pina Coladas, and then I can't remember what it was when I was. Uh, Graduated. Mine was uh, mine when I was born was Shake Shake. Oh, shake it was booty. some Savage Garden bullshit. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that's truly what madly. It, yeah, that's what it was. You were you were a sad disappointment yeah. with your songs. Well, you know, I was born. Mine was uh, Shake 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 Your Booty by KC in the Sun. Oh, KC in the a, Sunshine Band. That's a great song, yes, man. It is. God, that's a good song. Go ahead, Michael. Um, number three, uh, Alapaki uh, said, "Just discovered your podcast halfway through the pilot episode, and I've already shot coffee out of my nose <laughs> twice." It gets so much worse after the pilot. <laughs> Hashtag. That was back when we had some sort of integrity. Yeah. Hashtag drunk monkey punch. Yeah. 
Coming in at number two. We need a drum roll for this one because it's really good. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Type in your code. There you go. The Corn Goblin at the <laughs> Iowa Hoosier. That's <laughs> still one of He doesn't favorite. make apparent endurances <laughs> no, very often, doesn't. but when he does, it usually counts. Amanda and I once did it in our car next no. to the dumpster at the recycling facility. <laughs> Hashtag saving the world one fuck at a time. <laughs> Hashtag honey glazed ham. That's that's pretty solid. I saw how, that, man. How was that not number one? Oh, my God. That is... I can only assume that she uh, is okay with it because she liked it on, on Twitter. So. <laughs> So great. Well done. <laughs> Coming in at number one. We should have everybody oh. share their like most embarrassing sex stories. Well, Beth reminded me when we did that 69th episode, because I said Or like about, the most awkward place you've ever done we, it. We had a pool. We we took use, made use of that pool. I already did that. In the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh, in the, and you have no fence. I know. That's... Yeah. All right. <laughs> there were neighbors... <laughs> There were neighbors like across the street, so yeah, we were pretty sneaky about it. Hmm. Just sneaky, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, all right, there we go. And that's how Jude was born. Yes. No, she was already pregnant with Jude. <laughs> no, don't go back down that road. All right, coming to number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going back down that road. <laughs> that road ends back. We know what happens when your dick gets involved with a pregnant woman. <laughs> It's not vaccines. It's come autism. On, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, you wait on this. <laughs> Ashley DeCant at Mrs. Mustard fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I love that. That's a great Twitter. Yeah, it is. I just want to say thank you for your podcast. Long story short, you your show has helped me get through a rough time. That's great. Thank you. Now I see why that's number one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. You beat out a sex tweet. Good job. And that's, a, and that's a really, that's a great, great Twitter handle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is mustard. Love it. Beautiful. All right, closing time. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Write a review on iTunes. We'll read it. Um, check out our website, gloriousbastards.com. Support for this fucking podcast <laughs> comes you don't from hear that on NPR usually. <laughs> like you at patreon.com slash bastards podcast. So we can buy shitty beer. <laughs> Support us on Patreon to join the Bastards Pub, get bonus content, buy around, and even help shape content on this show. Yeah, there was no Pastors Pub crawl this week because Michael's. I did not have a voice. Yeah. So Sorry, guys. hopefully I'll have a, a voice at some point. We're going to a wedding this weekend, so maybe yeah. we'll record on the way up there with Beth. Yeah, that'd be fine. We should <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, so um, hashtags, what do you got? <laughs> uh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I've got hashtag male version of Miley Cyrus. Hashtag Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> Hashtag not all of, not all of them pubic. <laughs> Referring to crabs. Yeah, yeah I got nice. it. Uh, Hashtag white people make making great reggae. <laughs> Hashtag not even sure Tim Tebow can read. <laughs> Hashtag that's probably a, probably a Billy Patterson album. Nice. <laughs> Hashtag you're no Jedi. <laughs> Hashtag Macy Gray wants her voice back. Hashtag my lady lover. Oh, God. Hashtag rage boner jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a personal favorite. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag giant rock prong. 
Actually, I kind of like that one. I think that's it's got a nice flow to prong, it. Prong, prong, prong. <laughs> the prong song. The prong song. <laughs> All the songs you played, Brad, are really great, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag. They, are. they certainly are. Hashtag Enneagram 6 Wing 9. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Saving the World One Fuck at a Time. And then hashtag The Prong Song. <laughs> nice. Prong Song. Uh, I've got hashtag Michael is big in Japan. It's true. Uh, Be dropping them Japanese. Hashtag, hashtag I like it when it goes down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Smooth and a little sticky. Oh, oh. you see, my you god. see what you've unleashed now. Oh my god! It, the here's what happens. The, <laughs> the less we involve him, the better, I feel like. Because this is what we get when we involve him. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hashtag sectioned pulp. <laughs> sectioned pulp. <laughs> That's a dark horse. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Oreos would make it a five. Oh, milk would make it a five. Oh, that's right. Milk would make Damn it, it a five. Damn it. All right. Fuck that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, my foam is solid. <laughs> Hashtag drilled into my troll picking. <laughs> Hashtag dick-shaped drone. Phallic, phallic-shaped. Well, dick-shaped. It rolls off yeah. the tongue better. That's what she said. Hashtag. <laughs> here's, here's, this one, this one. Is, <laughs> shit. Shit. I cannot believe anybody listens to this podcast. I, I really can't. Who the fuck listens I can't to this? believe it. I really I'm can't sorry, believe guys. it. It's not just that they listen to it. It's like, oh, this thing's really yeah, helping me. It is seriously. just like it. Let's just say this is proof that the Holy Spirit exists. We've had like four, if the Holy Spirit can work through this piece of shit. Spirit of just in four in four hashtags, we've had like four semen jokes. Nothing like, but dick jokes. Yeah. Just, well, here's another one. Hashtag David Crowder finished them off. <laughs> It's the beard. It's totally the beard. That Crowder beard. That one might be my favorite. Um. <laughs> uh, hashtag crashed, Sorry, David Crowder. crashed a car into a house for Jesus. Uh, hashtag a male Miley Cyrus. Hashtag a hundred year timeout. That, that was from, from Sean. Yeah. He said white people should take a hundred <laughs> year right. time out from using the N-word. Uh, and then hashtag Tib Tebow can't read. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, not all pubic. <laughs> um, Tim Tebow can't read. Rock prong. These are even better with his voice. It is. Didn't even get it in. <laughs> Three-fourths of them have been about dicks. They're terrible. We're the worst. Michael's heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then smooth and a little sticky. It's a late addition. Talking about honey. That's terrible. God, I don't even know. I, I don't like, even like 
I like Tim Tebow can't read is <laughs> because fuck Tim Tebow. <laughs> He's got strong opinions on this show, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. I don't know. David Crowder finished them off. It's pretty amazing. I, I feel bad if David Crowder hears that. Why would David Crowder ever hear that? I, I highly know. doubt he's listening to our podcast. He, he might be. Well, I'm, I need to go check and see if he's following us. <laughs> Although, my foam is solid. My foam is <laughs> that's, solid. That's a pretty solid one, I too. like the, the six-wing nine. <laughs> Enneagram six-wing nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on board with that. Oh. All right, so if you've listened to this episode <laughs> in its entirety, hit us up on social media <laughs> with the hashtag hashtag six wing nine. Just six wing nine. Yeah. Or just okay. you're not going to go enneagram six S- wing. Spell nine? them all out. Six wing nine. Okay. S i x. Yeah. Yeah. Wing nine. <laughs> you get it. I get it. Um, hit us up on social media with that. See, it's funny. It's funny because. Yeah, I get it. Are you okay? Um, at Bastards Podcast. Yeah. At Polly Name Matt. Yeah, not on Twitter. At Brandon Andrews. <laughs> and at MJ Basinger. Brian Andreessen. <laughs> Brian Van Dreesen. <laughs> Brandon Andrews. We just need to change his name like weekly. <laughs> Brian Van Dreesen. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Bill from now on. <laughs> Bill Vandries. Bill Vandries. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. What are we doing? I don't, I don't know. know. You, did the right. ha- you did the hashtag. Um, you did the Twitter. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Check Glorious out our Insta. Bastards. We'll have Glorious some pictures. Bastards, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, so long, suckers. Yep. Uh, check out our friends, Twisted Sisters. Yep. yep. I haven't listened to the latest episode. It dropped kind of late. Yeah, so I yeah. It just uploaded this afternoon. We're recording a day early. So check them out. I've, uh, the uh, Christopher Ballou is on there. The Corn Goblin. The Corn Goblin Strikes Back. <laughs> if you like awkward sex stories, then uh, <laughs> hit up the Twisted Sisters. Podcast. I think they're talking about animals. Well, awkward sex stories can happen during animal talks. So. Nope. No. Nope. All right. It's called bestiality. I'm not on board. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. We're glad to know that, Michael. I got rid of all my cats, by the way. Did you really? Yeah, I only have one kitten left. We're going to keep it. Did you throw them against the garage door to kill them? (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) Murderer. (laughs) There's no proof. I I hit the bodies. (laughs) 